With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. You think you like football? Brad Childress doesn't just like football. He f- loves football. I did watch him. I was standing right behind him when he was warming up and saw him kind of reach for his groin and, you know, Hold it and whatever you do with the groin, rub it. That's what I think I witnessed. Um, tw- it twinged a little bit on him. What's creepier, that whole sequence of a soundbite or a zim? So, I heard it all week long, right? 0 and 9 on Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like how this tastes? Yeah. 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 Like that? Yeah. <laughs> Can we just get a non-weirdo as Vikings head coach, please? One time. Just one time. Like, Leslie Frazier wasn't weird. Okay, I'll right. give him that. I don't know if he was a great yeah. head coach, but he wasn't weird, you know? Yep. Get a, just a non-weirdo. It's like, you, like Brad Childress and Mike Zimmer. It's like, have you guys socialized at all in the last 10 years? I think Zim is cre- it's creepier because of how it sounds. Well, yeah, he blew the line. It's supposed to be you right, like no, that, right? And he just But like, his voice, but like when he says tastes, it's like like Bre- Childress's yeah, whole thing we is tasting? weird. <laughs> but he's got the low but he's got the low voice and he sort of sells it. It's just sort of it's sort of like, yeah, that's weird. Zimmer's line, though, you know, you like how that tastes. I did see uh, on the Instagram, looks like Grandpa Zim's enjoying his offseason, was uh, hanging out with the grandkids, apparently, uh, according, to his, uh, according to his daughter and the bloggers, which are resurfacing screenshots of Instagram stories that I've seen on my Twitter timeline this morning. So he's enjoying some grandfather time. Good for Grandpa Zim. That's what, that's what he, he, honestly, like, he should just unplug, just kick back, mm-hmm. relax, just stop. I'm sure every day for the last three years he's just been – gnashing his teeth on how much he hates Rick Spielman and Kirk Cousins, so just disconnect from it. Uh, This is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Mackie Judd, executive producer Declan. The show is presented by Surly Brewing Company and TCL, which has a new lineup of award-winning TVs. Great for playoff football viewing this weekend, delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. And uh, a couple times a week, we like to wade into the comment section. It's Purple Daily Reads the Comments. You can always send us comments through the Score North feedback tab uh, on the Score North app. You can hit us up in the YouTube comment section, Score North Instagram, Score North TikTok, Twitter, 
we got rabbit ears, so we're always, you know, whether it's whether it's positive, negative, whatever, we'll take all your questions and critiques. And this is a good one to start with here. It's uh, it's from at Purple Pain on Twitter, and he says it's time for the annual rookie scale contract or Hall of Fame quarterback check in. Now that we are into the divisional round of the playoffs, and we like to do this pretty much every year, so I'm glad that Purple Pain has brought this to our attention. Um, so some context for the audience here and, and anyone who's new to the show, 90% of quarterbacks, or I should say this, 90% of teams that have won a Super Bowl over the last 21 years have had either A, a quarterback on a rookie scale contract, or B, a surefire Hall of Fame quarterback. Mm-hmm. And yes, there's a couple other, you know, there's 10%, there's a, there's a Brad Johnson in there somewhere, um, but you either need a rookie-scale contract quarterback to build the rest of your roster or a surefire Hall of Fame quarterback or both in some cases, like Tom Brady early on. Mm-hmm. And so he wants a check-in, and I've got a check-in for you guys here. There are eight quarterbacks left, and five of them fit into those two categories. So rookie-scale contracts, Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. Josh Allen, I know he signed that big extension but the bulk of that doesn't really kick in until 2023, and so he is still on a big-time discounted rookie-scale contract. They might have put a little bit of that money in. like They might have sprinkled it into years four and five, but he, I mean, he's got like a $10 million cap at this year, so um, they're still getting a huge bargain there. Then there's three guys in the Surefire Hall of Fame bin, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes. And for Mahomes and Brady, those teams also get the added luxury of them restructuring their contracts. So you got a Hall of Famer who also restructured. I think Brady's cap hit is like ten or eleven million dollars this year, and uh, Mahomes' cap hit is seven and a half. Cousins' cap hit was thirty-two million dollars, by the way. Mm-hmm. The outliers are Ryan Tannehill, Matthew Stafford, and Jimmy Garoppolo. All three guys who are more expensive than rookie scale contracts. Probably not Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on on those bins, kind of an annual discussion on this show? Um, well, I would love to have Joe Burrow in my bin because oh my that guy, I think that guy is a winner. I, I think he's cocky, but I think he's Dude, so no, damn good that awesome. it works, that it completely works. Um, I, I think the most important one to me in, in the discussion of where it, it usually goes this time of year with us is the Mahomes contract which is he's paid a ton, he's paid very, very well, deserves every penny that he makes, but he restructures massively. And that's what TB12 did that with the Patriots for years and years and, and years. Which is so, way easier when you sign a 10-year deal. Yeah. There's a lot more room to like maneuver money around within that contract. And when right? people say, mistakenly, wrongly a lot of times, that the salary cap is fake, that's what they're really talking about. A guy that will shift the contract around to create cap space to go sign Let's say, hold on, I'm thinking about positions. A guard. Um, and a center. So, yeah, exactly. So that's where that's where I think, because the, the salary cap's not fake. It can be manipulated, but you have to have both sides willing to do that. And that and Kirk has all Kirk in Kirk's case has said, I want I want my money, I want it guaranteed. Hence it's harder to manipulate the cap. So so I think when we're talking about, well, see, Mahomes has a huge contract. Yes, he does, but like Phil just said. It's a really long-term contract that can be continually, the goalposts can be moved. And, and that's where, that's where if you have your guy, it's a great thing. But as far as the young crop goes, 
I mean, that that's the goal, right? That's the goal. Five years, four or five years of that. So I think the conversation remains pretty much the exact same. Well, another question for you guys here, too. I'll throw it to Declan here for this one. So of the outliers, so the the guys, so the, the 10%, not a rookie scale contract and not a surefire Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. It happens. There, there are definitely examples of guys who win Super Bowls. Um, like Joe Flacco was on a rookie scale contract. That's 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 something that people forget. But the minute Joe Flacco started making twenty twenty five million dollars a year, it was like, oh, it's harder to put together a roster, and they didn't do as well. Right. So Tannehill and the Titans, Stafford and the Rams, and Jimmy G and the Forty ers Do you see a Super Bowl champion in that trio? Yeah, I do, because their coaching and infrastructure too is a lot different than the Vikings. I mean, Stafford and McVay. Um, you know, I think the Titans have really turned into like what the Vikings could be, right? Like they don't have a Hall Rabel of Fame quarterback. Vrabel's an yeah. unreal coach, and they have they have trenches on both sides of the ball. They know what they're doing. Same with San Francisco. Um, their defense is damn good. Jimmy G was, let's be honest, not very impressive in the wild card weekend win over the Dallas Cowboys. He basically gave the game away and set them up to possibly lose the game. But their infrastructure around them is different than what the Vikings have, so they can kind of take those L's, if you will, with Jimmy G and Tannehill. Um, who Tannehill's also still been very effective, but they can still get around all those situations because they have good coaching and lines and everything else in front of them. They've drafted well. The Vikings haven't been able to do that. And I don't think it's, it's just as simple as saying, well, then just give Kirk a defense because it's not that simple either. Then you have to figure out the right coaching and everything else. So it's it's not as black and white, I think, as it seems, but those other teams that are remaining in the playoffs have done all other things the Vikings haven't been able to do yet. Yeah, it's uh, I, I don't think... Anyone from that group is favored. It'll be interesting to see how many of that outlier group make it past the divisional round here. Um, Jimmy G and the Niners are underdogs. Stafford and the Rams are underdogs. And the Titans are favorites at home. And so I could definitely see them getting to the conference championship game. But um, yeah, I mean, ideally, you wouldn't be locking in, whether it's Kirk Cousins or anybody else, to a bloated contract for a non-Hall of Fame caliber guy. And I know a lot of people are going to sit here and say, well, but the going rate for a top 15 quarterback is this. I don't care what the going rate. And by the way, you can't just lump all of the top 15 into the same boat. I'll pay the going rate. Like Aaron Rodgers makes like 30-some million dollars to the cap or whatever it is. Okay, I'll swallow hard and pay him that money to the cap and, and try and nail the rest of my draft picks and things around him because he's that good. Like he's one of the top five quarterbacks of all time. Definitely. And it makes it harder to build the roster, but he can make up for deficiencies because he's that good. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, like once you get past the top four or five guys, I would rather just move on after four or five years. If I draft that quarterback or in the case of Kirk cousins, you tried it. It didn't work. Your team got worse. Okay. Move on and either get cheaper or better or both. If you can. I think Garoppolo might be the most interesting quarterback left in in, in the playoffs based on this. Um, he's not bad, but he is he's the one guy who is, I think, literally propped up by his coach. It's why I think Kirk, like you, I think Kirk cannot win a Super Bowl, but I might backtrack on that in San Fran. Shanahan is, and I'm not saying he's perfect, he's not, but I am saying, I mean, Garoppolo makes stupid decisions at times. He does things where I'm li- I'm literally like, dude, that is a losing play. And yet he wins a ton. And I don't think it's a fluke. I think he's the one guy, as good as McVay is, as good as a lot of these coaches who are left are, I think Garoppolo's the one guy who doesn't belong at all probably, but he's 
propped up so well that it still works. Yeah, I think I agree. I, I, I think Jimmy G, Jimmy G has a lower floor than Cousins in that he'll train wreck and he'll just like get a case of the yips and throw interceptions yeah. and stuff. And so his his worst game is usually worse than Kirk's worst at this point. But I think there's something about Jimmy. There's there's a high, little bit of a higher ceiling in that there's just games where he'll he'll come back in the fourth quarter. There's a leadership quality there. I am not putting him in the Hall of Fame bin by any means. And he is being propped up both by Belichick when he was with New England and by Kyle Shanahan. Of these eight quarterbacks, where would you slot Kirk? Because oh, I don't. I put I him mean, ahead of Gra- I would put him ahead of Garoppolo for sure. I don't know that I would. Oh, I would. I um, would. I mean, there's a I reason. Would, it just, I mean, so if you put Kirk ahead of Jimmy Garoppolo, then you're saying that the 49ers infrastructure is so much better than the Vikings over the yes. past several years. Yes, that's the one. That they can I, get to a Super Bowl, and I don't know if they could. I'm saying I wouldn't dismiss it. But if if you if you said Kyle Shanahan can have a quarterback for one game, Jimmy G or Kirk, I think he it, would choose Kirk. Yeah, it, it's Kirk. Um. I'd put Kirk right around Tannehill, probably. Yeah, it's probably the same. I, think, I don't hate I, think, I think Kirk and Tannehill are in the exact same bin. It, it depends on the week, depends on the situation. They're they're yeah. right next to each other in a ranking. See, Tannehill's a little bit more mobile. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tannehill's a little bit more, a little bit better off script yep. than Cousins is. Oh yeah, he might be slightly better, but I'm saying I I'd put them very close, and I would put them both before uh, Garoppolo. I think Kirk had a better year than Tannehill, but I think like over a three to four year snapshot, I think I would take Tannehill over Kirk. But Kirk had a better year this year than Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Stafford's better than Kirk. I yes. know Stafford can can give you three picks in the first half, but yes, he is better. Than Kirk. There's also a reason why Stafford was the number one overall pick, and yeah. Kirk fell to like you know the '90s or hundredth pick or whatever it was. I agree with that. So now just something to watch rookie scale contracts or hall of famers. If you have a quarterback that isn't one of those things, be careful paying them ridiculous money. Cause it's going to mm-hmm. be really hard to build a roster. Uh, Navy vet on Twitter says everyone who wants to trade cousins is part of the emotional part of the fan base with little football sense. Mm-hmm. Mackie is your leader. And if you let him, he will lead you off a cliff. Yes. I will lead you off a giant Eight win cliff. Mm-hmm. You're gonna. You're gonna. Kirk Kool Aid. You're gonna turn into dust when you hit the rocks. <laughs> I work with Jim Jones. Uh, do you guys believe that the people who want Kirk Cousins traded are getting caught up in emotion and know little about football? I, ahead, I I think it's highly emotional. Highly emotional for sure. It's definitely emotional. You're a fan, and and you and some fans here demand excellence and demand more from their team, from their individuals, and their quarterback. I don't think it's just crazy. They don't know anything about football. And do in general, do fans know more about football than obviously coaches and executives and talking? It's probably not a common fan. No, but your emotions definitely do skew you 100%. Um, I think, I think most fans perception of Kirk is, is emotional because they want their team to compete and win for a Super Bowl. And when Kirk was brought in here, that was the goal. This team has been quarterback start for forever. So emotions, I think, do play an insane part in how they view Kirk Cousins. His stats are great. That's all I got for you. His stats stats are are great. His stats are good. Okay. But, I mean, my point is people that think, people who claim that they know football and that Kirk is is this really good QB are looking primarily at his statistical output, and they're doing it in a vacuum. They're not expanding 
and they also are giving zero thought to the chemistry of the team. So his, I, I, his stats are good. His stats are very good. How about that? Yeah, I think Kirk is brilliant at making sure that his stats look great every year so that he can make a ton of money. Yeah, And I think the other yes. things that go into winning games, which taking risks sometimes in a key moment, improvising, leading, right? When the locker room is in turmoil, do you stick your neck out and lead and pull your coach aside, this and that? Or, as he said after that Bears game to end the season, do you insulate yourself and just kind of keep your head down and go to work, right? Like. Mm-hmm. He's amazing at making sure he gets his 4,000 yards and keeps his interceptions down, keeps his passer rating up. Kirk but. is, Kirk is, in my opinion, sports parallel, a good, solid golfer who earns millions, but he never wins a major, and he rarely wins a tournament. Takes a, takes a lead into the final round. Shoots oh, 100%. A seven, shoots a 76. The leaderboard, he's on it. Never really his times. fault, yeah. But, well, but he, so... And I think the the biggest thing, and this is a fault shared by Mike and Kirk. They both embrace the job as far as the paycheck goes. They both can do it. Nobody liked the pressure. Once the pressure got turned up, nobody really enjoyed it. And, yeah. and I mean, that's what sports is. Sports is the pressure's on. And guess what? Most people don't, don't make it in pro sports, including some really yep. talented people, because they can't handle the pressure. That's a really good observation and that both those guys never seem to have fun under pressure. Yeah. You know, the pressure's mounting. It's a big game. It's prime time, whatever. And I'm not saying there aren't little moments here and there. Like, obviously, they went on the road. They won a playoff game in New Orleans. You know, there's no absolutes here. But in general, they just, you could tell that they were anxious. And yes. you could, like, Kirk, Kirk is a teeth clincher, right? And got his helmet on on the sidelines. And Zimmer is red-faced. And, like, like they, the, the whole franchise just needs to... <sighs> exhale well, and embrace it. Yeah. Yep. More pressure, uh, the better. The next one here, there's a couple here that fall under the reckless quarterback speculation category. Reckless speculation came out hot there. Uh, this is from Will- William Marshall <laughs> via the score North app. Blow out our eardrums. No, I'm fine. He says reckless speculation to just clear out cap space. The Vikings are $12 million over the cap to make room for draft picks they need to clear like twenty million dollars in cap space just to just to draft players. Sure, so twenty, and then they'll probably need to clear another I don't know twenty to forty if they want room to actually operate in free agency and make an impact. So tough off season ahead. And William Marshall says reckless speculation: trade Kirk for a first and a third to Denver, trade Daniel Hunter to the Jets for a 2023 first round pick and maybe like a fourth round pick this year. Uh, do you think do you think you could get anything like that for for those two players? I think you could get a first for Kirk. I don't think you get a first and a third. Um, but I think you could get a first. Daniel Hunter, I know he's great, and I know that we all see the stats and have said he's he's great. You got to keep in mind. I believe he's played seven games in two years. He has he's had a neck problem, which I know he came back from, but that's still going to be a sticking point. He got hurt again. I don't know. This might sound crazy because when healthy, he's so good. I don't know that you get a first-round pick because Kirk is is good at a position where teams are stupid and desperate. Defensive end is very important. 
but it's not the same. So I don't know that you could get a first for Hunter. A smart contender would look to tri- would look to get Hunter for like a second or a third round pick, right? Correct. Like a, you know, I, I kind of like what the what the Rams have been doing, looking I think for better players. Second's the best that you could probably do. Is my guess. I wouldn't, dude. I wouldn't trade Hunter at this point. I would. I would look. I would look to rework that contract a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would be selling him for fifty cents on the dollar. Like, how? If somebody wants to give me two first round picks for a what, what was a Hall of Fame trajectory career until the injuries, all right. But the last thing I would want is to say, all right, well, he's just been banged up, so let's just trade him for like a third round pick, and then all of a sudden he's healthy for three years and help some team win the Super Bowl. You know, in in my perfect world, he's the last guy. I would trade because I want to move guys who are aging out. Yes. Harrison Smith, who I know I get it. Y'all love him, okay? But he's aging. Thielen, he's aging. Hunter, if he can come back and, and accepts a rework contract, could be outstanding still. Yeah. So so I don't put him in the, the same bin. He might have, have to be gone, unfortunate. But I don't put him in the same bin as the aging out guys. Mm. All right, here's some more reckless speculation. I'm going to throw this one at Declan first. So this is, I love her. Let Declan talk. Yeah, we're we're, we're going to let the guy on the, the, guy on the left. What does that guy do? Talk. Why doesn't Judge <laughs> shut up? Um, because Judge drinking surly. That's why he doesn't shut up. You know, it's a Saturday. People are watching this. Lazy Saturday. <clears throat> so if you can um, <clears throat> forgive me. Oh, wow. Oh, look at this. Oh, wow. I am me? going to. Oh, my God. On this. On this. Lazy Saturday. He's gonna demo. I'm gonna demo. Let's see the poor. We've been working gonna, on this, which sounds weird for me to say to a 51 year old. No, that, that's okay. That's okay. Let me let's let's go go back. Back. Oh, yeah. Now listen, I will tell you. So you're pouring down the side there. I will tell you that we once had a head brewmaster at a different beer company, like a yep. big head honcho once told us. No, 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 no. Pour down the middle. You want yeah. that? You want that head? That's not I, that's what a good I point. wanted to say. <laughs> but to say it like that. But <laughs> you like how that tastes. You like that. But anyway, but anyway, Dex, Alice your Snow your review of my pour of the Surly very good pour. IPA. Very good pour. Right there. As a as a man who poured beers the state at the uh, state fair, that's a very good pour right there. I like that. Wow. Good for you. So Ballpark you know Cafe. Ballpark Cafe. Oh, Home of garlic man. fries and beers. That's awesome. Great spot. Great pour spot. Pour one out for yourself too. Join me, won't you, on this Saturday? Surly All right, theories. Judd Rock and the Surly Furious. All right, Tom Wilson mm. has some some reckless speculation here. A lot of Kirk, reckless speculation. A lot of, a lot of Kirk and quarterback talk here on um, this comments episode. I have some speculation. Tom says that hasn't been kicked around nationally, but I find it intriguing. Indianapolis has been very ambivalent about returning Carson Wentz as their starting quarterback for the upcoming season. <laughs> They have a legitimate offensive line, offensive weapons, and a defense on the rise. Many think stable quarterback play is all Indianapolis needs to get over the hump and into the playoffs. Doug Peterson had Carson Wentz playing like an MVP candidate for the majority of the 2017 season. What if we swapped Kirk for Carson Wentz and the Colts would kick in a third here, he's saying. Uh, Wentz has a cap hit under $30 million and would be an okay bridge quarterback under Doug Peterson, assuming we hired Doug Peterson. So let's say the Vikings hired Doug Peterson. Would you want to approach Indianapolis about a Wentz for Kirk swap? No, because it's this it's the exact Spider-Man meme of pointing at the other Spider-Man. Wentz and Kirk are the same person, dude. It's AFC Kirk. 
I, 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 I just perception wise, it's the same I guy. I feel like Wentz is much like Wentz will blow up. He'll nuke a game more than yeah. Kirk will though. Like I, I, Wentz will spin around and like throw a ball up in the air. And Wentz is definitely also just more a little bit more athletic than Kirk. Like I, he can he can move his feet a little bit. He can he can escape the pocket. I want nothing to do with Carson Wentz. To be honest, if you put a gun to my head, I would just I'll just keep Kirk at that point. I'd rather just keep Kirk Cousins. I want nothing to do with Carson Wentz. No way, man. No way. I am out on that. I can't. I do agree. That. Comple- I'm gonna pull up his I agree completely. I agree completely. He, you, I know you have de- you. He's under contract for 26 million in 2023 no, with no. zero dead with uh, zero dead money. So you can get out of him. After okay, so he so they can yeah his cap hit his cap hit for 2022 and I'd have to see like some of this is uh, yeah roster bonus six million so his cap hit's 28 million so it's kind of I don't know that you'd be saving that much cap space because you'd have to you're eating ten of Kirk's dead money um, but the Colt looks like the Colts would be eating 15 million in dead money so maybe you would only get uh, 13 million on that cap do you want Car- but do you want Carson Wentz no no I I mean I'm saying. Yeah. As a bridge quarterback, if you got a draft I'd, pick in return, I'd rather Allison, have but, Baker Mayfield. And he's Carson cheaper than, than both those guys. I would too. Yeah. Like if I got to take a, a potential piece of garbage, I'd rather have Baker Mayfield. You know what Carson Wentz, like, I think he might be like the modern Jeff George, where I think he'll probably become a backup for a year at some point. But then, like, in his mid 30s, some team's going to have a young quarterback get hurt, but the rest of their team is ready to rock, and you're going to bring in gunslinging Carson Wentz for one last hurrah. Uh, I do draw the line here. Like, if there was a way to trade Kirk to Indianapolis for picks and not have to take on Carson Wentz, that'd be great. But almost any trade with the Colts would include taking that contract back. And do you I, know what? I just don't know. Where, where I draw a hard line, I draw a hard line when I see a guy who is a right-handed quarterback throw a left-handed pass from his End zone. I saw Carson Wentz do it. I saw Kyler Murray on Monday night. Did he throw that left hand or right handed? I thought he threw. I thought he threw with his He's wrong lefty, hand. Right. Yeah. But anyway, if you throw with your wrong hand, I'm just done with you. Like, what are you even thinking? Like, look, Kirk. Kirk should take more chances. But he's not stupid. Okay. Here's another one. This is great. Matt from St. Paul. Via the Score North app. I wouldn't mind sending Kirk to Philadelphia for a first, a fourth, and Gardner Minshew. I like how we're just making up these. Yeah, uh, absolutely. These grads. I think he would bring some much-needed energy and confidence to the locker room and fans. Minshew mania. Minshew soda in 2022. (laughs) So some background here. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people would say before last weekend, well, why would Philadelphia, when they have Jalen Hurts, on a rookie scale contract, <laughs> trade for Kirk Cousins, right? Yep. Wouldn't you rather just have Jalen Hurts for like a million dollars and build your roster? And I think the answer is still yes. Cousin, this is a classic example of it's not just about can you upgrade at quarterback the player, it's about the situation and the cap hit and everything, right? I would like Kirk is a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. I would rather have Jalen Hurts and $35 million to play with if I'm the Vikings. In their cap situation. Now, if you're Philly and Philadelphia going into the offseason has 14 million in cap space right now before they restructure. So they, you know, they've got about 25 million more in cap space than the Vikings have. Right. Could you see them saying, gosh, like we love our roster and we're going to add to it. We got high draft picks. 
It's a weak division. We saw the ceiling for Jalen Hurts. It's a long shot, but I wouldn't be afraid to pick up the phone. It's a playoff team that needs an upgrade. Oh. I, w- I would definitely make the phone call. If I can get a first, a fourth, and and a quarterback that can play it for me in 2022, I do the trade. Yeah, yeah. The thing that we have to keep in, in mind, and and as much as I hate putting trust in in people, I think that we have to here is we also have to have trust that the new GM and coach are going to find a quarterback in the draft. Like one big reason to fire Rick is because he didn't. And, and so so I think pe- people are going to say, I think the continual Kirk Stans, Cousin Crusaders theme is, are you going to find better? How are you going to find better? And I get, I get that because what you're used to is the Vikings couldn't. We... The most, one of the most important things, easily top three, of this entire process that is unfolding this week into next, probably, is finding a person that can fix that. So the answer is you are going to improve. It's going to be a draft pick. So team control for five years, right? Because the fear with Rick became he literally can't find one. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can't, if you end up going down that path again, Board up the shop. Yeah. And also, like, maybe that quarterback isn't in this year's draft. Maybe it's right. the 2023 draft. Oh, yeah. You, know, yeah. you might have to be patient. All right. A couple, couple more here. I love these. Uh, Neil on Twitter says, all these Kirk haters like Mackie will be wanting to jump back on the bandwagon Mackie. this time next year when the Vikings will be on their way to their first Super Bowl victory with Kirk. Kick rocks to you and your followers. Oh, he's bringing in the Purple Daily audience here, too. Uh, what are the chances that Neil is right that in a year from now, with Kirk Cousins, the Vikings will be on their way to Super Bowl glory, and I will be begging to get back on the bandwagon? That, if if Kirk does that, then we're all for it. And Judd says zero, zero percent chance There's that no it chance. happens. There's no chance. There's zero. There is zero chance. Non-zero they are in they they are in sort of a checkmate situation with yeah. their roster with and Kirk I'm not upset. And his current number. Yeah. And I'm not upset. I'm just saying there, Kirk, the only place, again, that I could see Kirk maybe going to a Super Bowl, maybe, is San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, Fargo, Sorry. Tim on Twitter says, wow, you guys deserve the days of Tavares Jackson and Joe Webb again. But here's the funny thing. Like, you think that's a slam, bud. But uh, the Vikings won 10 games with Tavares Jackson once and went to the playoffs. And uh, Joe Webb started a playoff game one time, too with Christian Ponder as the starting quarterback who was injured. Mm-hmm. They went to the playoffs and won 10 games with two of the worst quarterbacks in franchise history, Tavares Jackson and Christian Ponder, because the rest of their roster was really good. And people always bring those two examples up, like T-Jack was terrible and Ponder was terrible. Because those guys were rookies, they built up really good rosters. Imagine if they had hit at all on either of those quarterbacks. Like, imagine if Ponder was not the worst quarterback in the league. Yes. They could have done damage in the playoffs. And I I think the T-Jack... scared. I believe the T-Jack pick came with a trade the Vikings made with Pittsburgh in 2006, if I'm not mistaken. And it was basically, the, I think it was the last pick of the second round. So essentially, that's a third-round crapshoot. Now, I know we all thought, oh my gosh, he might be good. Uh, in retrospect, we probably sh- should have changed our thinking a bit. The Ponder one's a perfect thing, though. I, that one that one needed to hit. Yeah. And, and I right. think 
What we have to stop doing here, Vikings fans, is thinking if we move off Kirk Cousins, then we're going to get Tavares Jackson or Christian Ponder or some people even right. saying, well, look at what lifeless Sean Mannion's like. Dude, Sean Mannion would never be the replacement for Kirk Cousins as the right. starting quarterback. He's there to hold a clipboard and be an assistant coach that's non-threatening to Kirk Cousins. Start thinking about, well, what if you, God, what if you moved on from Kirk and landed the next Josh Allen, landed the next Patrick Mahomes, landed the next, you know, Justin Herbert, right? And that's the trust. We always go to, to this trust. like the most negative place with quarterbacks. Well, it could right. be Ponder. It could be. But even right. if it is, they made the playoffs with Christian Ponder, for God's sakes. And I don't believe that they're capable of being terrible in 2022, but it's not bad if they are. Like, if they fell off the face of the – if they had Sean Mannion start all 17 next year, which they won't do, but let's just hypothetically say that they did, and they were awful. Oh, no, I have a high draft pick. What am I going to do? No. I don't want that. So no. there is a there is a compelling case to be made that you can upgrade, and especially if you do it through the draft, you upgrade your entire roster. Yeah. It's a great point. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can upgrade your insurance company if you're a business owner by switching to Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They've been around since 1904 in Owatonna. They have all kinds of experience helping businesses maximize their success and minimize risk. They've got great tools like MyShield, and you can find out more about all the tools and resources and people at federatedinsurance.com. Remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. You like that? Boom, there we go. That is your uh, dive into the comment section here. Purple Daily reads the comments. We thank you guys. This is such a fun community of people and smart fans. Um, Be sure to uh, check out everything we've done this last week on the GM and the the coaching search. It's going to evolve this weekend and next week, so we got you covered here. Daily Vikings Entertainment Speculation Therapy. We got you guys covered. See you.